We like to thank. We like to thank the turtle people for the land we been on today. Welcome back, Couchies, to the Couch Commentator. It's episode 47, Swift Exits. I'm Jake Thomas, and I'm here with co-host Greg G's. What up, Greg? Welcome. What up, Jake? Swift Exits is right. A few people got smacked on the bum on the out, on the way out. Ooh, on the bum bum. Love it. <laughs> that would be the Raiders and the Sharks. They're out of here. Swift Big Exits time. for both of them. We'll, of course, talk about those games and the wins that the Eels and the Rabbitohs had against them. And that means that uh, Cowboys versus Eels and Panthers versus Rabbitohs are the games that are coming up. So we'll have to talk about them. Yep. NRLW chat will follow. And Broncos chat, we've had, they had some swift exits in their coaching staff. Oh, as they, and some mm-hmm. bullshit chat about Ben Eichen and Kevin Walters not liking each other. Good talk about that. Yeah, good chat there. Why not? We love our Broncos. So Broncos chat, don't go away. Super coach, a final super coach chat that we promised you last week and never delivered. Well, we will aim to deliver that this week. We have to. <laughs> yeah. Other sports, a silly game of rugby union will be one of the talking points there. Oh, ridiculous game. <laughs> Stupid sport. <laughs> Heartbreak uh, for the Australian team. Wallabies. And our distractions will round off. A show that I really want to hear more about this these renovations, Greg. You've got a deck, you've got an extra room. This place yes. is really it's it's like a, a holiday home. It's amazing. It is. It's massive. <laughs> All right, let's get into Swift Exits. All right. So the first game of the finals week two was Eels the Raiders and it was one way pick yeah it really was and I guess I predicted this but a week too soon (laughs) I did think that this is the (laughs) job the storm would do on the Raiders obviously the storm went nowhere near good enough and the Raiders brought a good game last week but Mm -hmm. this week Mm -hmm. they just showed me what I thought they were which is just not the top echelon of sides they aren't, for me, the team that's destined to win this year because they just don't have it across the board. I think the teams this year that are looking like they're going to win it all is obviously the Panthers, and they've got such a complete side. The yeah. Eels, when they're on, they have an incredible side. They have great forwards, excellent sharp backs, and obviously a really solid spine. And... Uh, Cowboys obviously have just been incredible across the whole spectrum of that side. So they just don't mm. have it for me. Interesting. Uh, it's uh, yeah, really, it's a really great game. Like really looking forward to them, but I can't skip past this one. <laughs> no, I know. I feel um, like, I feel like we should though. Cause it was yeah. just a disaster. <laughs> the, the Raiders were, we just told everybody these were the this is what gave me one of the best games ever, Greg. I know. This one just <laughs> wasn't. I can beat up the next game a bit better because no. <laughs> Souths were great. Eels were yeah, Eels were red hot in attack, but the Raiders' defense was deplorable. Mm-hmm. It was awful, wasn't it? And there was actually like a huge mistake 
um, by one of their backs to uh, Tom Opacic get in there for a try. Uh, it was just like kick legs. It should never have happened. And the, it was a the game. It was, was a rookie. It was, was somewhat rookie in the balance error. in that moment. Yeah, and it was a rookie yeah. error from a rookie player. But for me, that wasn't even the defining moment for his game. It was more mm. the try after that where he was in a position to make some last line defense. And all he did was try and run past and punch the ball out. I thought it was just a bit of a pathetic Uh, effort. He didn't put his body on the line. That's not what finals football was about. So for me, that epitomized what that game was. They weren't up for a finals game. You know, the Eels were ready to play finals and the Raiders just weren't. There was some crazy all in team tries from the eels they the everything they did was super impressive just like you put it on the highlight reels for the team for the year because it was beautiful yeah there were some excellent tries but i just was just (laughs) so disappointed in the raiders (laughs) effort in coming across to try and stop the ball you know they had something like let's roll with like 23 offloads there the other night they had 17 offloads with about 20 minutes to go they definitely would have got some towards the death there. Yeah. So I'm going to go anywhere between 20 and 23 offloads. That is ridiculous. That is way more than what should have been accepted in a finals game. This is semi-finals. That's what I was most disappointed with. This is semi-finals. You know, there's not many games to go. And that one sucked. <laughs> well, let's stop talking about the game. Yeah, about the teams. I'm super excited for the Eels. I backed them to win, obviously not by this margin, but I like Brad Arthur. We've been speaking about him plenty of on this show this year. We reckon that he has the um, ear of the dressing room and it shows. What what was with that rubbish through the uh, week about that Mm. report came out, internal report about there being nepotism at the Parramatta Eels? Not saying it was between Brad Arthur and his no son, idea. Jacob Arthur, more around appointments that the Eels had made in their club. So just such poor timing. Apparently there's personal agendas going on there. I don't quite understand it. Mm-hmm. I could not fathom why you would want to derail your club. If they said it's an internal thing, it's personal agendas inside the club. Mate, this is your club, and they are about to embark on the greatest feat on field in freaking years. So wouldn't you want to give them energy, not take it away? The dressing room itself held together and absolutely blitzed that side the other night. So I think for me, that is the takeaway. Mm -hmm. How impressive the Eels were in just completely washing that away. Brad Arthur said they didn't even address it because he said it just felt like such a non-event. He said, maybe, you know, a few years ago, I would have felt like I needed to address that. But he said, I just think it was such a BS report, basically. And they just went out there and, and stomped on those critics' throats through to a preliminary final, as you said, Jake, for the first time since 2009. Well deserved. Let's just hope they lose now. <laughs> think that this team could make a grand final i definitely feel like the cows eels is the the better game of the two south will struggle against yeah. a red hot panther side because to me 
they're not that top echelon, but I could be proven wrong. Yeah, the interesting match next week could have gone a different way, but it hasn't. This is what we've got. Raiders uh, a gone. Swift exit for them. They probably could have uh, packed up at halftime. <laughs> they definitely could have. And, um, and, and Ricky, uh, at the end, Ricky, yeah. Yeah, Ricky whinging so, about so, having, you know, injuries in this final press conference of the mm, year. It's just mm, classic Ricky, yeah. right? Like, yeah, okay, mate, everyone gets injuries. Everyone gets suspensions. We're not whinging about the Pat Carrigan suspension that wrote him off for the last five weeks, you know. I didn't hear that get mentioned. That is what coincided with our form slump and certainly had a big impact on why we sucked for the last part of the season. Mm -hmm. You know, Selwyn Cobo being out as well. So we had our, our fair share of injuries as well. Definitely had a better run of it this year than we have in the last few years. I understand they lost yeah. uh, Josh Hodgson and he definitely would have made a, a difference, but what they've been doing and what they've been doing well and what's made them a success really is just a run against a bunch of poor teams. That's for me why I thought it was a bit of a false sort of dawn there for the Raiders in terms of them being contenders because all the teams they came up against in their run into the finals were absolute dog shit teams. They had the softest run into the finals. And then first week of finals, they used all of that energy and confidence to beat a pretty poor Melbourne storm side. You'd have to say. So I was not impressed Mm. with the Raiders at all. And, you know, for Ricky just to come out and have a bit of a whinge about having injuries again, I'm like, mate, that's everyone's season, you know, like it can define your season. Generally, the teams that win are the teams that stay healthy. Uh, even when as far as to mention that if his team had been at the start of the year, then would have been in top four. Top four. I know. Yeah, well, we were in top four <laughs> There too. are only a couple of points between. Yeah, it wasn't that far at all. So right. it isn't a, yeah, a silly thing to say. It's but, not too much of a, um, it's not it's too much of a stretch. Um, it's not a stretch. But uh, for Ricky, you know, he's uh, say the most bold thing in the moment. <laughs> yeah, he lo- loves talking up his players, and good on him. Yeah, the, they for me they've overachieved this year, particularly given their injuries. And for me, I give them a B. I was going to say B plus, but let's just go with a B. Behave, Raiders, because <laughs> you've been given a B by Craig. Yeah. And now uh, yeah, you're in Monday, um, Monday, Monday Madness. Yeah. You should be proud of them uh, if you're a fan, for sure. Uh, you were mentioning a run into the finals. That's kind of what Cronulla Sharks had as well. And did they put all their energy into always beating the Cowboys? Perhaps. Let's get into the chat about them with the Rabbitohs. Okay, the Rabbitohs showed up the Sharks big time. Absolutely had complete control of this one. Greg, what do you reckon? I reckon we finally got control, Jake, of this <laughs> recording. <laughs> yes, thank you for saying that. It was a little it was a little rough to begin with. The Eels Raiders chat might come across a bit robotic, but you know what? We're back now. We're back in the dulcet tones of Jacob Thomas are back on your ears. 
That's right. No more robots. And yeah, we managed to hack the matrix or something. And we've, yeah, we've, we've give, they've given us our clear click connection you're, back. You're always in the matrix. Dude. Yeah. You're always in the matrix. That's true. That's true. That's true. For all those conspiracy theorists out there. <laughs> all right. Football. Yeah, that's um, right. <laughs> uh, Nico Hines didn't have uh, the the golden touch uh this this game instead nah. um the entire rabbitos team were just on song yeah just, he really of course you know didn't have the impact that he had through the entire season it's unfortunate that they had their you know worst they saved their worst for last shame like the rabbitos um they kind they they found that game pretty easy i think and the, the sharks maybe put too much effort into that Cowboys game from a point I raised at the end of that roboty Raiders Eels chat. Yeah. Quite like possibly, that, that, that game was so close and it really came down to the wire. I think winning that was huge. It was huge for the Cowboys and it was unfortunately huge for the Sharks, which, cause they ended up coming up a Rabbitohs team that just had so much momentum um, that yeah. Anyone that comes up against them should be scurred. Yeah, and that's great, isn't it? Because finally, we do have a decent team rolling up against Panthers as a chance yeah. to knock them out. Big time. Is, I posed this question this morning, Jake, mm. and no one really bit at the uh, Outlaws household. And <laughs> I was wondering whether or not this is a successful season for the Sharks. They finished okay. second on the ladder and then bang, bang, two finals losses and they're out. Has it been a successful season yeah. for the Sharks? It's hard, it's hard to cop, isn't it? Yeah. Did Eels go through something similar last year? I think they lost twice and they were out. Or maybe they just lost once and they were out. Yeah, it's a, it's pretty rough. Um, look, I think they had some new additions to the team. I've, probably no one expected them to do as good as they did do. And so I think it is a success. I mean, you finished second on the ladder. I mean, that's that's bloody awesome. You can't, I know. Isn't I'd it? rather be in that, their position than, than very, where we landed. Very good point, Jake. But I tell you what, they'd be smarting just as much as we are. The hope that we had obviously got swiftly taken away many, many rounds ago. But mm. the Sharks had that hope just growing and growing and growing and then basically had the rug pulled out from under them because these two losses last week was a tough one to swallow, you know, in extra time. This week will be even tougher. The way they went down to South in definitely their worst defensive performance, probably one of their worst attacking performances. They scored their tries from kicks that were just basically mm. bat backs and, you know, a bit of lucky play. They didn't put any pieces of brilliance Wait. together, actually passing the ball together. And that's what they'd been great at this year. So very, very disappointing game for Sharky supporters, I reckon. Very disappointing. Yeah, I'd be disappointed. Uh, well, yeah, of that performance, probably not of the season, but definitely of that game. You mentioned poor defense. Cameron Murray gets through on the 39th minute oh, uh, that, that to just dagger in the heart. Yeah. And that was just 
you know, see you later through the middle of the pack. I was fending off Dale Finucane and um, Teague Whiten, I think it was. And, yeah, that's that's terrible. There was such a lapse in defense Teague, there. Teague Wilton. Teague Wilton. And he was also pretty poor, uh, Teague, in defense there. He dropped the ball when they were ha- starting to hunt and turn the game. They just scored and he put the ball down on an attacking opportunity and mm. they went through him a couple of times in defense. Yeah, the Sharks team is obviously just missing a bit of experience, that that finals experience. It's the first time they've played could be, could be. do or die games. Well, this game was the first time they, they had to play a game where it was like, okay, your season's on the line. Yeah, Whereas fair point. You kind of, you know, a lot of the other teams have had turning points during the season or they've just got that professionalism or the experience in the finals, like your Panthers and stuff like that. Like they don't, they don't need, <laughs> they don't need to uh, know that lesson because they've had the experience being there. So I thought the Sharks did have that experience, but you're, you're right. Really. They when do, you, when you but it's, in, it's, it's a fresh team. Like, and, you know, it, and it's only it's Dallas the same team. Aiden Tolman's of your world. He never really mm. had that many, finals appearances all their backs are all very young and no final appearances matt moylan was at panthers when they weren't playing finals at all so the only person really you can say that's had the experience there is dal and nico hines and nico Mm. hines's run came off the bench so yeah could be the lack of final finals experience it's got them there They forgot it was a finals game. Oh, I don't yeah, know. Again, I, no, I agree know. with you. I agree with you. No finals intensity. You know, the no Raiders, no. Raiders, no finals intensity. Sharks, no finals intensity. Eels, South, ready to play finals football. And desperation, every opportunity, they yeah. were chomping at the bit, both teams. Just sucks because the first week of the finals was awesome. It was really yep. exciting and every game had something that, and I just don't think that either of these games had anything except for two good sides came out of either end and they will take on now two very good sides in the Cows and Panthers. I'm excited about mm-hmm. next week now, but I said that last week and it just flattened me. Just before we wrap this up, uh, we barely mentioned Mr. Latrell Mitchell. He didn't exactly, um, you know, take center stage for this game. But he did uh, kick six from six and a penalty goal. So he just did his part. And obviously, you know, he's the, however, whatever his emotions are during the game is kind of how the rest of the team goes. So he certainly kept that part of the game up. He kept the hype around it. Yep. Lots of, lots of, um, lots of, you know, come ons and injected himself, injected himself when he needed to. And I thought, the kicks from the sideline, the way he takes the big moments now, I love that theater. <laughs> I could see there would have been it's people. Yeah. There would have been people at the stadium and certainly at home, you know, going, what a wanker, what a cocky son of a bitch, you know, when he throws his arms to the side as he's kicked one from the sideline. Mm. I I fucking love it. You know, <laughs> I want to see more of it back that talent because. You know, we love to see those people fall, though, too. You know, those massive falls are, are fun. But when they succeed and when they tell you they're going to do it and just do it on the biggest stage, I love it. So bring it on. I can't wait for this game against Panthers. If Latrell turns out a 10 against the Panthers, 
they can knock them out. So that would be awesome because Latrell's <laughs> 10s are like everyone else's 15s. You know, this mm-hmm. guy is freaky what he can produce. He barely produced anything there the other night and the mm-hmm. South team just did it in a canter. If they can yep. make sure everyone stays fit and on the field, then I um, am excited for their chances against Panthers. Maybe no Alex Johnston. That didn't look good. Uh, Jaira, a groin, mm. and one yeah. other. I think Sia Havili might have had a calf. So all oh, your yeah, little fringes and peripherals at this stage of the season still make a difference. And you have mm. to say Alex Johnston's been Alex more Johnson, than a peripheral. Huge difference. He's been yep. massive this year. So yep. they need all of their fit players to give this red hot Panthers team an actual shake grand final couldn't rematch have, couldn't agree more grand final rematch couldn't agree more Greg I think Latron Mitchell is the one player uh across these four teams in these finals games that can turn a game and the competition no I don't think any other team has that kind of player I mean yes you've got your playmakers you don't reckon Cleary is that player I think Nathan Cleary is an incredible player, especially with the boot and definitely best player in the comp yeah. at the moment, left, left standing. Yeah. But Latrell Mitchell can, um, so like you said, he can go up to a 15 when the others are still a 10 or whatever your analogy was. It's, <laughs> I, I think, I think, you know, he scored a try last week when there were two people down, just be pure guts and determination. Yeah. He's, I, I, I haven't level seen, Superman. I yeah. agree. Yeah, okay. I Cleary see doesn't Cleary doesn't have to do that. I mean, if nah, he does step up in the moment perfectly and, and overshadow Latrell in the game, yeah, then I will um hands down surrender that title to him. Okay. Well let's <laughs> All he's gotta do is beat, beat is win this game. <laughs> Come on, Trell. This for me, yeah, this is their biggest moment because grand final rematch to take them to another grand final. They can just ride that wave of emotion. Then this is, mm. this is their biggest game of the season of quite obviously, but I think this, you know, I, I fear for if they do win this game because um, the cows hopefully will win. And that means they're going to come up against just a steaming South side. I am um, steaming I, South Sydney. Yeah. I, I like the cows chances more against Penrith than I do against the South side. That's just beaten Penrith. <laughs> See what you're saying. Yeah. We pretty much just spoke about the Panthers Rabbitohs game coming up, didn't we? So yeah. what, what do you, what do you reckon about this cows eels game? How's it going to go? I think Oh, geez, it's a tough one. It's the Jekyll and Hyde, whoever turns out, because if the Eels really turn it up, that could mean curtains for cows because they're sitting back just waiting for a team. And I never like that for mm-hmm. a team that's um, been flying the entire year. I just like yeah. them just to keep playing. But I suppose the thing is you, you earn that right when you have been flying the entire year. They mm-hmm. have deserved this week off. I hope they keep up the mongrel and and still have the hunger next week because the best of the cows is better than the best of Parramatta, I reckon. Mm, Be cool. I think Cowboys, uh, you can't rule them out uh, at all and you can't um, not sleep during the game. They'll play the full 80 
minutes and eels um, throughout the year haven't, haven't always done that. So that could be, that could be the thing, you know, it comes down to the wire just like it did uh, against the sharks. If the if Cowboys need, need the extra time, um, then it doesn't matter. They win the game, you know? So it's, yeah, I, I think they've got every chance to win, especially up in Townsville. Uh, yeah, best of luck to the cows. I think that is a, a great point that we just hadn't touched on, though. The mm. fact that they're going to Townsville at a 30-degree um, weekend. Mm. I know it's Friday night, but it's still going to be hot. I think the... It'll be hot during the day. Yeah, the, eels showed, the eels haven't yeah. shown that they're good in the heat. They've been flogged up in Darwin a couple of times. So they... Yeah, true, that's true really get a bit of an advantage okay. there being in Townsville. And I also have backed Tommy Dearden for Clive Churchill medal. I got that mm. after Broncos left. I was like, let's go after him for Clive Churchill because why can't he? He got the best player on ground in the third origin game. I can't origin see why three. he can't do that in a grand final. He is just grabbing those moments this year. So Gamble responsibly, but I think you can still get about 26 bucks. So get on it. <laughs> get on it. I'm glad you brought up Tom Dearden uh, because we didn't highlight his try the other week, last week. Um, just a breakthrough the middle of the field. It was it was similar laps and defense for the Sharks that we saw um, the other night against the Rabbitohs. And, um, yeah, it was... Um, just really sweet to see him cut through the field like that. Yeah. You'd think we would be upset about it because he used to be ours, but I generally just get excited to watch him play because he was dying with us. Like he was just mm. fading away in, into irrelevance. So I'm glad that he went to cows. I've said it on this podcast before. I really, I love that he's there because yeah, if he could uh, turn himself into a Clive Churchill medalist, that would be awesome for Queensland. Come on. That's it. It's good Jamalna. for Queensland. I think Jamalna, I think uh, a lot of your uh, nice feelings towards him probably come from his performance during Origin 3. <laughs> probably. Probably. I love yeah. you, Tommy. Well done, buddy. <laughs> okay, so we're tipping cows. Yeah. Um, sorry, eels, even though you haven't won a premiership in God knows how long. And uh, I mean, this is only for the prelim spot, so you know this is this is nothing. But um, what do we think? We think the Rabbitohs can get up on the Panthers. I think I don't know, <laughs> but you want I them would, to. I want them to. So I feel yeah. like I, I don't get an opinion on this one, Jake. My um, emotions get in the way, you know, of so many of my actual judgment calls, and. Yeah. I just hate the Panthers so much. I really would love them just to fade away for the uh, rest <laughs> of the season, but I just can't see that happening. I think that they are just a juggernaut, you know, they are in their yeah. premiership window at the moment and they have so many good players. They're, yeah. You know, you forget, every, you almost every forget spine position. when they don't play for a week. Don't you? you do, but <laughs> sorry, no, uh, a three out of their four spine position players mm. are, absolutely top shelf and mm. they've got some uh, amazing backs their forward pack is strong they have it all together and they've got the confidence so yeah. Sydney definitely have the toughest task out of out of all of them 
South Sydney have the hardest game to win there. Uh, I think that the cows could just turn up against Parramatta and I hope that's what happens. And the only chance South have against Penrith is that they have to be everything. And then Latrell Mitchell's got to be a 10. Yeah. 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 I'd like the Rabbitohs to do it, but the Panthers could just come out and crush them. I think it's going to be an incredibly aggressive game. I think the players are going to have their hearts on their sleeves for that one in particular. I think the Cowboys and Eels will go out and do their jobs. The best team will win, but um, there'll be so much emotion in the Panthers versus Rabbitohs because a lot of those players just can't help it. You know, you've got your, your Jerome Luai's yeah. of the world and, and your Latrell Mitchell. It's going to be good, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. going to be a lot of antagonistic pricks out there. So you can <laughs> see it really kicking off. I can't wait. Yeah, big time. Okay, there's so much to look forward to uh, on that weekend. And there's more to look forward to in the show. So let's keep on rolling on. Okay, NRLW chart. Let's get into it. Greg, uh, our Broncos are playing and losing against the Eels at the moment. That's a bit sad. Jake, it really sucks. I was hoping I'd be watching this game in the background and watching a a strong Brisbane Broncos team show that they should have been in finals. But unfortunately, they're just part of the also-rans this year. It's not a good sign. Is that, that also Rans again? <laughs> that they're down by two tries. Oh, yes. They've just hit back. Hey. Yes. Oh, mate. I'm stoked with that. Maddox scores in the 48th minutes and it is only six points now. I'd really like to see them go out in a high. Yeah. It, w- it will be a lot more um of a competitive market once they they spread out these rounds. It'd be great if they could at least play each other all twice and have a, a couple of extra teams in there to fill out the rounds. That is when we're going to see some um, real rivalries kick off, you know. At the moment, it you're not getting that much of an opportunity to create any rivalries. Oh, they just yeah, don't true. have enough matches. And no. a, a players are having to, to move between teams because of the expanding competition. So the the talent is going to get spread. So until we get that um, equilibrium and, and that balance, we're not going to see this really go through the roof. Certainly the uh, intensity of, of the hitting and, and how ferocious they are in defense, that's increased. And that's just comes from a, a mm-hmm. natural progression of extra training and a better technique. But the Attacking is what I'm really loving seeing. Jamie Chapman scored, uh, or Jamie, Jamie Chapman scored a, a beautiful try last week for Brisbane by just completely shrugging off this player. It was, you know, um, Latrell-like where he, he threw mm-hmm. Jamie Soward to the ground. Was it? No, yeah. that was Greg Inglis and Jamie Soward. It was just a big sort of bang, don't argue. And boof, she was away and just booted off down the field and scored like a 60, 70 meter try. That is Very what nice. we'll start to see more of when they just get to spread out this competition and, and t- players and teams get to warm into them. By the end of it, we're going to see some great finals football and an excellent product at the moment gets the finals. You've got the best teams and that's, what's producing a great product. It's determination, mm. but 
we will see a real spectacle once they grow this competition. So I am excited. Yeah, it'll it'll grow. It'll just be huge. It'll be a completely different game next year. It'll be really just great to tune in. Uh, it's interesting today. We can't really report too much on the games because none of them have been played except for the one that's wrapping up as we speak. Uh, they're all being played today and they're all being played at Central Coast Stadium at Gosford. Shout out to Gosford. Go Gosford. Got some family in Gosford. Or oh, there you to. go. But still, you know, connection. <laughs> but yeah, footy, footy town, you know, such a footy town in that Central Coast area. True, true. Oh, mate. Sorry if you hear some noises. Just got the cat in the room. He's uh, creating some issues. We'll <laughs> have to get say, him out of here. What have, what have you dropped? <laughs> Nothing. Trying not to. If you hear any purring as well, that's him. We'll get him out of here. But he's been a little uh, guest on the podcast during uh, NRLW chats, making it a bit more fun. Because <laughs> we don't really have too much more to talk about no, here. No, we don't. Yeah, there's only one no. game going at the moment. Uh, Brisbane uh, performing admirably against a, a decent Parramatta Eels side. So we will update you through the game. Oh, through the, yes. the podcast. <laughs> the podcast. <laughs> Greg, what are you doing? Are you I having don't... a stroke? Uh, I hope not. No, I hope you're on other. Because who is going to be with me when we talk Broncos chat? Me. Pick me, pick me. All right, you can do it. You and me. Let's do it. <laughs> One, two, three, four. The mighty Broncos. The mighty Broncos. It's time for Broncos chat. It's time for Broncos chat. Go, go, go. Oh, yeah. I liked it. It's fresh. It's different. <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's, you know, we've got we've got a new time. We're not playing football at the moment. So something different. There's no, there's no, I've been watching a lot of Power Rangers as well. Oh, (laughs) I was gonna say, there's no happy, there's no sad, only, only, uh, what can we say? Hope, Uh, hope for the future. That's it. Yeah, exactly. It's not a, it's not a happy podcast. It's not a sad, it's, uh, sorry, it's not a happy Broncos chat. It's not a sad (laughs) Broncos chat. It's a hopeful one. Uh, a couple of gentlemen, unfortunately, that are now without hope. Uh, Um, <laughs> let's hope they're okay. Old yeah. box, old box Walters, Steve Walters, and Steve um, Walters, Terry right. Madison, Terry assistant Madison. coaches of the Brisbane Broncos, and uh, one of them being brother of Kevin Walters. That's pretty sad, isn't it? That you have to sack your brother. But I called Gosh. it last week. I thought that they would be some shuffling of the decks in terms of the assistant coaches. That is mm. what they do most of the time now. They decide they're going to hold the coach they'll get rid of some of the coaches around them and try and fill those knowledge gaps. So I'll uh, be interested to see who they bring in to fill them. I, you know, don't really think mm-hmm. that's going to make or break us whether or not we change an assistant coach, but I could no. be wrong. What is for me making or actually breaking us is just this, disharmony that it is continuing through the ranks i hear mm. I, I read again today that there's a rift between ben Iken and kevin walters you don't know right. how true it is right it could just be a completely yeah. bullshit story and let's go with the fact that it is 
why do these stories keep coming out? Why do they keep getting opportunities to come out? I don't understand where it comes from. If they are true, why, why we aren't just coming out straight away and just going, that's bullshit. This is the journalist that wrote it. That's bullshit. And he knows it. It's come from completely baseless accusations. Why can't we have that ability to say that? And if we can't, then there's got to be an element of truth to it. Right. So that's mm. probably the most frustrating thing for me is that there are no real refu refutals. There is, is that a word refutals? The little, if it isn't, we've just put it in the dictionary. Exactly. The little snippets I've seen with Kevin Walters and, and them asking him about it. They were just talking about, you know, the assistant coaches. And he said that he mm. obviously is sad that he, you know, had to get rid of his brother and, and Terry Madison, because he said, you know, it's never easy getting yeah. rid of people, but we, we all need to be better. I need to be better. You know, Ben needs to be better. There's been an admission of uh, needs to be better communication between him and Ben Iken. So all of that for me just leads to this overall disharmony and we're not a united front. And that is just frustrating beyond words. You got, all these supporters sitting back just going, get it together. Get on the same page. For frick's sake, it is starting to drive me insane. We never used to have this, Jake. We never used to have stories coming out about us other than us playing up because we're mm. a one-team town. But in terms of um, infighting, we were a united football club. I don't understand how it's just become just part and parcel of us now. Yeah, it's never nice to, you know, click on an article and start reading about those types of things going on in your club that you support. And you hope, yeah, that it's just about, you just read about players coming up and being really promising and, you know, getting excited about the next season, but instead you just hear about all this dirty laundry. So yeah, it's a shit place to be in and God knows why we're back there at the moment. So hopefully this can all just be bloody sorted. Yeah. I'm, I'm just excited to probably get to that November one period. So we know exactly what type of team we're going to have next year. Cause that's when it really, um, gets pretty juicy doesn't it mate yeah i am very interested to see what happens with the pain Haas saga we said that last week that hasn't really mm. come to the fore this other rubbish has come out so it mm. will be interesting to see what we do any sort of um player movement wise i think we have the room to bring in a little bit more surely certainly if they lose pain Haas, there'll be massive room to bring in whoever they want you're talking mm. massive, massive money that guy's on. I still don't get why he wants to leave. Perplexing. Yeah, very perplexing. Yeah, I was just listening to uh, one of our old episodes, Greg, about him wanting to leave. And it was just like us, me listening back, just going, oh, man, like, did he get that news that he wanted that immediate release? Remember? Oh, yeah. Shocking. I so have to report about that during the year. Yeah, and we just... were flying, you know. So sucky. Yeah. We were yeah. flying. <laughs> I want out. Uh, Why? <laughs> but it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. We're going to the moon. All right, let me off here. I just want to drift out in space. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that doesn't make point. any sense. 
Yeah, but I'm just weighing up my options. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, Broncos, we are we are the most watched uh, team on television. It would seem we're the most watched team on the planet. Yeah, we are. <laughs> <laughs> we are. And that In uh, I said yes. I said to um Alana just yesterday that it's for, for one of two reasons. Obviously, we have mm-hmm. a, a large supporter base, but yeah, you either you either hate us because you hate us or you love us. And <laughs> there is an overwhelming amount of people that watch the game. For Broncos to lose. And you know what I say to you, wankers? Good. You're making us more money, you tossers. <laughs> you make us more marketable. You are beefing up our even our sponsorships because I know of people that have bought memberships to go watch them lose every week. You are lowest humans and <laughs> you are making us money. So suck it. Mm, big time. I don't like yes. people that death ride, Jake. I, I am yeah, sure. I'm an advocate for sport and I'm an advocate for rivalries, but I don't like it for people just coming at someone and saying, I just want them to mm. lose. And I look, say what you like. I guess that's what I'm saying about Penrith. The only reason I'm saying that yeah. is because they've had this unprecedented amount of success. And I stop uh, I just stop enjoying that after a while, obviously, if you're not part of that. But It's not like we're enjoying an unprecedented amount of success. We have not been going good and people still love to ride us into the ground. And that is evidenced by the uh, figures that have come out this week. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. I just been laughing most of that whole time because I thought you said uh, lovers or anus, but obviously you said said haters, but saying that, or, you know, lovers or anus, lovers or anus. (laughs) Thanks. uh, Thanks for watching. (laughs) Super coach, the final super coach. That's right. Finally. (laughs) Finally, the final super coach that we promised you last week that we couldn't deliver because it was unlistenable. Oh, I wouldn't do it. <laughs> Much like the oh, actually, I last did. Week. Let's <laughs> I be listened, honest. I listened to the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very accurate. I listened to the whole thing and just, oh, mate, that was one of the hardest, hardest edits I've had to do in my life. <laughs> just, yeah. Just yuck. Listen. Yeah. It was running uphill, wasn't it? It wasn't good. Yeah. Um, super coach. I know I didn't know why I guess it just came to my head because it's everywhere oh man it's almost it's almost it's almost gone now it's gone yeah it is it's outlived its trend until the next season of Stranger Things they might bring it back oh of course it will bring something you probably should yeah you probably should Uh, look Supercoach Trapped rather (laughs) (laughs) I I managed to crack back into the top 3,000, you know, I've got a, my number starts, my ranking starts with a two. Oh, that's so, pretty good. A 2008. Totally it was, I'm ha- I am happy. Thank you. Uh, 2,860. So that's where I finish up. I got to try and remember this because maybe it's the best I've done. I think like Drew asked me, he was like, is that the best you've done? It's got to be. And I'm like, it, it is, but surely like I, I have no idea what my rankings were in those first couple of seasons nah. and stuff and I'm, I'm sure it wasn't good then 
but I don't really know where I was at any stage, but now this is the main thing I track. So that's how I finished up. Um, so I suggest, I suggest that you get this now tattooed on your arm and then every year you've got to change your score and hopefully it goes down. Yeah. And I just laser remove the tattoo and get it redone. No, just get across. (laughs) Just cross it out. Yeah. Cross cross it out. Go again. Like I will with my um, Broncos 2022 Premier's tattoo that I got at the start of the season. (laughs) (laughs) I was so sure Uh, of it. They told me. They told me. They made me believe. They did. They did. Yeah, uh, well done. It's it's certainly something that you should be proud of, Jake. I think anything that high is where you're actually starting to compete. Obviously, the um the top echelon and the goal is to get the keychain. So what's that? That's top thousand. Top thousand. Yep. Yeah, and then you want just that coveted number one spot, surely. If you're getting in the top thousand, you're good enough to win it. Yeah, you kind of like you want to get one of those weekly weekly scores. I reckon. I reckon that's that's a good. You know, goal. we almost got that one year. I used to do a mm. side for myself and a side for my wife every year. I've stopped yeah. doing that now. But one year, the side I picked for her was one point off the thousand dollars. That's such a cool thing. Like I think winning the weekly is. Mate, I would love to win the weekly. And it was so close. Like, I remember watching games going, like, we are literally one tackle away from $1,000 here. Like, did that one count? Was that a missed tackle? It was crazy. Mm. Mm. Anyway. Look, um, I just want to highlight um, a couple of things before we wrap Supercoach for the year. Yeah. Uh, Nico Hines was the best performing player. Of all players. Oh, wow. Yeah, he played 23 games and his score, his total scoring was 1,973. And in his last game of the season, he scored a 95. Like the guy was, you know, if you had Nico Hines tick, you're doing the first thing right. Yeah, you're happy, aren't you? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And I was going to start him at the start of the season and I didn't. And then um, I ended up bringing him in anyway. So, it all it all worked out in the end. I say a Papali'i, James Tedesco, Dylan Brown, Joseph Manu, Cameron Munster, Clint Gutherson, Keenan Kaloa Motangi, Angus Crichton, and Alex Johnson round off your top ten. Wow. Of, Alex Johnson sneaking into the top 10. Like you don't, you wouldn't always have him in your side, would you? No He only way. scored 23 in his last game. So, but overall, probably, you know, could have been real helpful along the way. Reece Robson. Gutherson could have been a real pod. Gutherson is, is such a pod. And I like the idea of um, having some of those Eels players in your team early. Yeah. I, I'm even toying next year with the idea of like starting with Moses maybe. And then bringing in, you know, um, Cleary after Origin, stuff like things like that. But sometimes you got to start with those big players and just trade them out and trade them back in because you need those points at, at any given time during the year. But Terrell Mitchell's been a great one for me. Obviously, he um, what well, isn't in the top ten because um, he wasn't playing half the year. And and same with Nathan Cleary. But um, yeah, Latrell was really just a, a huge points getter for me and turned the tide in a couple of my games. So. 
was a good good move bringing him in when he when he managed to get back on the field. Yeah, I really it's, love the Latrell move. I think um, you pulled that off nice and early, <laughs> and you did a good job with I that. Did. It's all going to be all about the Dolphins next year and the preseason, you know, as far as our podcast goes, chatting, super coach, you're going to want a bunch of Dolphins in your team. Like, yeah, it's it's going to change not only NRL, but super coach also. So um, just throw out everything, really. Everything you've learned this year, just forget it. <laughs> <laughs> And it's come once again to that time of the show for other sports. Over to you, Greg. Thanks, Jake. I'm loath to speak about this uh, sport in other sports, but we have to. Do we have to talk about the farcical scenes that we <laughs> saw the other day when the Wallabies played the All Blacks? This is a team that yeah. has not won the Bledisloe Cup since 2003. And we're it's on the, the dawn of time. <laughs> we're on the cusp of doing so. When that, not did they get penalized, they mm. got a penalty while in front and then they're in their own end and about to just kick themselves out of trouble. Yep. And then they actually get the penalty reversed for taking too long in taking that <laughs> kick. Yeah, it was that ridiculous. Is Katoni <laughs> staggering? You know oh, what? Absolutely is. That is so. That is so old school, Jake. It's it's got to be David staggering. Surely that has to be one of the most <laughs> archaic decisions I've ever seen. I don't understand how a sport would allow this. Obviously, in rugby league, there are plenty of time wasting tactics, but that is one thing that we just wouldn't allow someone mm. to have the ball and, and take as long as they want to kick for a penalty. We call time out and we stop the clock often for now. So many things. We hopefully will go the way of NFL where the ball goes out, mate. The ball, the time stops, and then yeah. there isn't time wasting because. That it just isn't required. The very like fact that there is a rule in there that allows that to happen, I think is ridiculous, but I did watch it and there was players even imploring his, um, their, their own player to kick for the touchline. So they thought it could happen. I just think it's a ridiculous rule though. Mm, it's just call time stupid. off. Yeah. <laughs> just call time off. And, and you say to me, mate, take as long no as sense. you want. Take as long as you want. You're not reeling off any seconds from the clock. And then shouldn't they have the advantage? It's stupid. Oh, mate, I just couldn't believe it. And then they lose. They they get a try scored on them with no time left. Mm, They um, they lose the Bledisloe Cup again. It will be 20 years since they've had the Bledisloe Cup. (laughs) There, that is daggers to the heart. If you're part of that uh, Wallaby team the other night. Absolute daggers. The NFL season is in absolute full swing. I don't have too much to talk about because we spoke about a lot of last week's games already because we recorded so late, except for the fact that my team actually did come up against the uh, Seattle Seahawks and went down. So they they went Mm. to Seattle, Russell Wilson going home against his old team, and they went down by one. Uh, crazy scenes at the end where they had 
a play to get themselves into decent range for a field goal instead of doing that and, and attempting a throw going with Russell Wilson against his old side, who'd already thrown, thrown for 340 yards, which is a decent game. Only one touchdown though, a little disappointing, but it was still a decent game from him. Instead, they went for a 64 yard field goal. That yeah. was three yards better than the guy's previous personal best. They missed it. Obviously <laughs> it was yeah. um, disheartening. That's not the way I would have liked to start the season went down against the very much not a contender doesn't spell well for their season. It's too tiny. The, um, the season is so short in NFL. It's only 17 games. There is no mm. room for slip ups, I guess, anymore for them. So that was a bit disheartening. Kansas city won again. They had a, a, a ripper of a game against a, you'd say a highly fancied Chargers side this year. They've starting to look like they could be a contender, but Kansas City is everything that a contender needs to be. They have so many weapons. There's so many p- different players that Pat Mahomes goes to in the offense. Uh, they have a strong defense, and Pat Mahomes at quarterback is, yeah, absolutely the best in the world right now. He's on fire. <laughs> AFL. AFL finals have um, oh, yeah. concluded for this week. Sydney Swans snuck home against Collingwood after mm. being in front by about 30 points at halftime. It looked like they're going to run away with it. But as per usual, this entire season, Collingwood Magpies have made it close. They made a habit of winning the close games, though, too. This was one of those games that, you know, there were a, a couple of contentious decisions that, you know, that decides the game, right? Like, because it's only one point in it. They... um. Mm. Had a great final quarter and they scored a few goals to finish off the match. Fell one point short of a huge comeback and a spot in a grand final. And then unfortunately, the Lions got absolutely demolished there on Friday night. They played a red hot Geelong cat side. I would Mm. say Geelong will be favorites going into the grand final next week. It's... um, was very disheartening though for the Lions fans. I was up, I was about, I was excited for them to put in another great performance. They just knocked that hoodoo the previous week in beating Melbourne D's at MCG. But um, Geelong Cats were just way too good. Lions were nowhere near them. It was um, like a 70 point thrashing, 71 points. Yeah, that's uh, that sucks big time for the Lions. Yeah, not, I think not um, ideal. I, not the way you want to finish. Not ideal. Season. I think a lot of the old heads of AFL world would love a Collingwood Geelong Grand Final. So um, yeah, I think it'd be a crazy turnout for that one. Yeah, unfortunately, they won't get it. They have a Geelong and Sydney Swans final. I've seen this oh, one sorry. before, <laughs> and it's uh, it is play- that. <laughs> it has played out a couple of times before, and I guess. Um, I want to see Sydney Swans win, I guess. I don't really care. Mm. I don't really like Geelong, though. So um, let's go the Swannies. And that is it for other sports. Thanks, Greg. Distraction. Distractions. Scooby-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo
I just went our classic distractions today. Yeah, but like of it. course, renovations and recos will be the topic. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. We did have. Uh, I'll, I'll kick off the distractions. We did have a, a great day in at South Bank there yesterday. We got in there early and went and saw the uh, Disney exhibit at the Queensland Museum, and it was excellent. I am not really the museum goer. I've been not forced, I suppose. I've gone along several times, particularly with Mackenzie, uh, but often with Alana as well. And I'm yeah. always thankful that she's trying to make me a bit more cultured. But I, I don't know. I was, I'm a huge Disney fan. Don't get me wrong. I bloody love Disney, but I just mm-hmm. wasn't in the mood for just walking around a museum and just looking and reading things, you know, but I didn't know how interactive it would be. It was not super interactive. I thought it, you, there was more opportunities and my uh, dear wife outlined a couple of great opportunities. Could have had like a sword in the stone, Jake, uh, thing mm. where you where you had to try and take out the sword and that would have made for yeah. some good Insta photos. There was a sure. bit of that. Like there was some um, cardboard cutouts of like your Elsa's <laughs> of the world. They had, some, they had some cardboard cutouts of things. <laughs> like your Elsa <laughs> and um, Anna. There was. Um, I think opp- I saw a piece of paper on the floor. <laughs> an opportunity to get like a photo where they'd done up some chandeliers for a Beauty and the Beast theme thing. Uh, we got her to take a photo with Moana on a wall. I really did love it. They had Wreck-It Ralph. They they started off obviously with you just early Disney and explaining how they started feel, um, doing the the comics and how they started filming the actual Mickey Mouse and, and Donald Duck scenes. It was pretty interesting, the little history parts, but then they went into just a, a catalog of earliest to uh, latest their movies there were some notable omissions, though. No Aladdin. I thought that was mm. a bit of a, a miss. Uh, and Alana's thinking, why not have a have a carpet there? You could jump on a carpet. That's a great shot as well. And there was also no Robin Hood, which I didn't like. No Sword in the Stone, which is also another one of my favourites. Yeah. Those but- two were very similar the way they were animated too back then. The Yeah, so that's why I like those ones too. They're, they're my two of my favourites as well. Yeah, so I was um, disappointed they didn't have those. But, yeah, shocked they didn't have Aladdin. They had all the big mm-hmm. ones. They had, obviously, Frozen was huge because that's big for the kids these days. Um, Lion King, they had a great Lion King one. And yep. Wreck-It Ralph, they had a cool little room and showed how they, they created um, the little candy lands that they did for, for that video game. It was yeah, a cool. fun experience. Mackenzie absolutely loved it. And then we just walked around South Bank for a bit. It was quite nice, Jacob. Aww. Our Renos, our Renos are Your going Renos. excellently. I finally have an enclosed little area now for the new build, and mm. the deck is looking really schmick. It is still a while away before we finish, and I just cannot wait for it. I'm ready to come home, Jake. I need need my house back. We had a nice little um picnic yeah. on the deck there yesterday. Oh, nice. Just to make me connect back with the house again. It was nice Good just one. to sit Good on one. the deck and love life. Sure. I've seen it. I've seen pictures. It looks great. It's really coming along. Um, it's real. It's happening. It's happening. It's happening. You've got doors. I saw you have you have new doors. Yeah, yeah. Doors very on both exciting. sides now. It's very doors on both exciting. sides. 
Yes. You can you can walk in this door. You can walk in that door. You have options. We have several doors. And close the door. Which one? I've got so many now. <laughs> You're gonna have to specify. Apologies. You know what? All of them open up for me because I'm beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> what is that from? It's a Family Guy reference. He's like, yeah, right. he's like, did that door open up for me because I'm beautiful as well? No, that door opened up for you because it's got a center on the ground there. But if that sensor wasn't there, it would have opened up as well because you're beautiful. <laughs> Crushed it. Well done. Well Thanks. delivered. Thanks. Reference well delivered. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll get into my distractions. I mean, I mentioned earlier my cat was distracting me during this podcast and he now he's just asleep on the couch behind me. So he's, he's well being well behaved. He just wants to be close by. Not much commentating happening on that couch. <laughs> That's that is so true. Just a lot of sleeping, a lot of cat napping, the cat nap couch. Uh, okay, I do have a couple of records for you. Not much else has been. I don't really have any day to day things to report on. Apologies. I will be playing some Dungeons and Dragons this evening, though. Oh, that's right. You will too. Brilliant. Yeah. Get back into a bit of that. That'll be fun. But um, as How far for, through the campaign, oh, we've only played two two games. Okay, right. we we play every second week just so we can commit because sometimes you have it every week and it's like you can't do anything else and yeah. you can't. It comes to my people, life. <laughs> yeah, people miss a lot of weeks because you know it's they're the weekly nature of it. So. Yeah, two weekly, fortnightly is working well. <laughs> two weekly, um, fortnightly is working really well at the moment. Bi-monthly. Bi-monthly. Okay, so if you've got Disney Plus and you've got the the star section of it, and you oh. do because that becomes, that, that comes with all Disney Plus subscriptions. <laughs> Jake, I have, to, I have to let you know, I have started watching Bear on your recommendation. Oh, have you started watching The Bear? Excellent. Sorry, and there's the a bear. there's a bear. There's a bear. They got to get that bear off the bridge, don't Jacob, they? Jacob, it is excellent. I love it. It's very. Good. I think that's that's just some something anyway. Yeah, good. I'm glad you're liking it. Yeah, it's great. Chicago, yeah, deep dish Chicago, pizza. Yeah. Oh, was, hey, mate, Chicago deep pizza. The one from Chicago. The one from Chicago, deep dish. There's no deep dish pizzas in this in that Cubs. show. Cubs. They don't make. They don't make. They make like sandwiches. Chicago make, bears. They pretty much just make sandwiches. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> fucking hell. Thanks for railroading me again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so also on Disney Plus um, Star, the leftover Fox stuff, uh, Wedding Season. You got that? Show called Wedding Season. Oh, so, I'm, not, I'm not writing this down, am I? Is this one you watch with your wife? You can, you should watch this. This is a good show. I'm going to get, this is a record. This is a record. I'm not just saying shit that I see, mate. (laughs) All right. So, so picture this. I'm not going to spoil it, but picture this. So this guy, the opening scene is he goes into, um, you know, a church and there's a girl and a guy getting married and he's like, no, no, stop. You don't want to marry him. You've always said that. And you've, you want to be with me and we should just run away. Just leave right now. And she's like, don't you get it? You know, you're, you're obsessed with me. Stop it. You need to just leave. Like I told, I told you, I don't want to see you ever again. And then next thing you know, he gets punched out by the groom. The next scene. So he's just, you know, made a big scene at a wedding. The next scene he's chatting with his friends 
And they were like, oh, la, 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 you shouldn't have done that, you know, ruin someone's wedding like that, blah, 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 blah. And then the SWAT team comes into his house, arrests him, and then take him back to the police station. He starts getting asked questions about her and about him. Why was he at the wedding? And then, he's, then he finds out that, like, the whole wedding party had been killed. The entire wedding party? Apart from the bride. She escaped. What? And that's that's all I'll tell you because that's pretty okay, much what happens shit. in the first minute of the show. In. Jacob, yeah, I am exactly. In. I know. I was like, this this show's great. I can't wait to figure out what happens. So it's a bit of a mystery. It's a crime mystery drama rom com <laughs> because it, wow. a, a lot of it takes place over these three months, which is referred to as the wedding season by the main character because he's attending so many weddings during this time. Got and it. that's when he actually has these multiple in- interactions with this girl. And right. um, yeah, check it out. It's oh, good. Yeah. It's good for you. Yeah. And you are right. It is something I watch with my partner, Jackie. But, yeah. you know, I, we generally enjoy shows more if we're both enjoying them rather than one just watching the other. Totally shows, get it. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So this, absolutely. again, I'm here to save the day. Uh, this is a great one to watch Super with your partner. Jake. Yeah. Super Jake. You can get something out of it too and enjoy the show. Yeah, well, a bit of action in there as mate, well as you, you. You don't steer me wrong. Well, you generally steer me into stuff I like, and I don't mm. give you enough credit for it. So well done. Oh, Good job. Thanks, Good mate. Well, I hovered over it because the actress looks like Aubrey Plaza, and I'm like, oh, Aubrey Plaza, whatever she's in, I'll watch it. And it's not her. Oh yeah, Aubrey Plaza. <laughs> it's not her. Which is really great. She's great, but it's not her. <laughs> I thought it was look alike. There's nobody in it that I know, but uh, I but the show's great from start to All finish. Right. So well okay. done. Oh, that's not true. There's there's a dude at the very end of the series. There's a there's one of the guys from Lost in it. Yeah, <laughs> someone from Lost always ends up on on the TV show you're watching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it happens. Strangely, it happens. Yeah, yeah, strangely, it happens. <laughs> And what else? Uh, finally watched a movie that's been on my radar since I moved to Melbourne. I live in Brunswick, Brunswick West in particular, but I live in Brunswick. And there's an old Aussie film called Death in Brunswick. Oh, really? Yeah, 1990s film uh, with Sam Neill and John Clark, the late John Clark. And it's uh, pretty typical of Australian films back then, you know, all the Aussie actors in it are a little bit, they play a little bit dumb, a little bit simple, if you will, really stretch the colloquial. Okay. <laughs> and, and the slang and the ocker, <laughs> you know, I'm like the castle and Muriel's wedding. Oh it's like, yeah. I see what you're saying. This isn't a story of intelligent people. Okay. right. <laughs> They're trying to play us up as, are being a bit simple, simple-minded. Anyway, Death in Brunswick, it is set literally where I live. One of the main um, places, settings, like locations in it is on Sydney Road, a very busy street, not too far from where I am sitting at this very moment. So, yeah, it's kind of cool to see a movie that was shot in and around the suburb that I live in. Um, at the time, it was nominated for a bunch of awards and it lost pretty much all of them. So it never really got on any major radars it's so it's always kind of escaped as a bit of a cult film and um it's a weird movie it's a it's a weird wonderful aussie film 
if you uh, are up for that kind of thing, then check out Death in Brunswick. So that's my recos and that's my distractions. And that's that's really close to the end of the episode, Greg. So let's wrap this up. <laughs> Well, it's the end of the couch commentator. Now it's time to say see you later. Now it's time to say see you later. See you next time, folks. <laughs> Thanks, Clint Eastwood. <laughs> I, I reckon I could almost... paint your wagon, gonna <laughs> paint it good. I reckon I could almost chime in there now. I think I've almost got the timing of when you say it right. (laughs) I think I can join in soon. So I'm looking forward to that. Thank you so much for joining us, Couch Commentators. We um, (laughs) we were just talking about how this is probably a bit of a different show because obviously Mm. a lot less uh, factual things to talk about there and only a couple of games and a lot more opinion, but, we rounded out there, Jake, with distractions and just complete facts. Basically, whatever Jake says with your with his recos, just go for it. He watches a lot of TV and he will filter out the bad for you. <laughs> I'm trying to. Yeah. If you hear less from me, it's because there's not much going on. And I'm, you know, exactly. I'm not gonna really give you weekly updates on TV shows, you know, nah, I'll let you know what it's like. Yeah. 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 I like at the start, I've told you about, you know, your house of dragon and whatnot a couple of weeks ago. I'll, I'll tell you more about that towards the end of the series. You know, I passed anyway. On, I passed on the, the bear reco to uh, one of my coaches at work, uh, head coach. Mm. And he said, uh, I yep. started saying, you know, it's, it's in the Chicago sandwich shop and he goes, stop there. I mean, that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly that's all you it's need good. to know it's a chicago sandwich yeah. shop uh lip from shameless is the main guy and it is fucking good so get it in ya. get this episode in you too all right <laughs> mm, absolutely <laughs> yummy uh it's been um yeah like like greg has said there's been very little to report on we had two games two teams rather absolutely smash the others yep. and it's been some swift exits for those teams so um we're see about you later make, raiders we're about see to you later swift exit ourselves oh. and we're done goodbye <laughs> over episode over <laughs> all right i think we are pretty much done so couchies thank you so much for listening and be sure to check out our instagram at the couch commentator and our tiktok at the same handle and be sure to subscribe 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 to our podcast to make sure you get the episode notifications and and things Greg, it's been lovely chatting with you and I'm glad pleasure. we could get our connection all sorted. Yes. Oh, the pleasure. The pleasure is ours. Yeah. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening, folks. We'll catch you next time.